Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. That is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Right on Dynasty Podcast's final interview of the night here at Virgin Hotel, and we are here with Nico Rude. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. And so you had to tell me via email that I would have guessed your last name was Rudd, but it's Rude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's no E, but... Uh yeah, it's rude, rude without the e. Yeah, that should have been your screen. It's name. Norwegian, I guess. So I don't know. I don't know. Nice. Um, I dig it. So you are the man behind the the website, the content series, Chicago Creatives. Yes. Um, we're gonna talk all about that. But thank you for coming up here, man. I I, I always say that to everybody, but I always mean it, man. Thank you. No, I want to say thank you because uh, I actually went back and uh, I saw our interview actually seven months ago. You and I met at Soho House. Yes. And, the roles were reversed, and I was interviewing you. Um, so July 25th is when I put your interview out. So it's about seven months from yesterday. So yeah. And now I'm here getting getting interviewed by you. So this and is you cool. said that this was your first time you've been interviewed, right? Yeah, first time. Yep. That's wild. Insane. Crazy um, ride. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like I get that too a lot. Like I've done some interviews, but like once you're kind of on this side of the the board, like you don't really get asked questions yourself yeah and i just think it's kind of wild because i'm like the people you should be not exclusively but you should also interview the guys who talk to people for a living because we have a lot of stories yeah so (laughs) um so that's awesome man so chicagocreatives.co is the website correct correct? yep co yeah so people can go check that out while we're talking get examples of what you're doing they've probably seen if if they're following anybody in chicago on on twitter especially i'm sure that they've seen your work Hopefully. I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, shout out to anyone who has seen my work or seen my website. I mean, it truly does mean a lot to me, you know. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. So, same thing, man. Like, that issue one, like, how did this start for you? How did you decide that you wanted to put yourself through the grind of talking to creatives nonstop and publishing content every day, which is hard? Yeah, it is hard. Um, so, I'm going to tackle, tackle it from, like, three different ways, actually. Sure. Uh, so growing up, I grew up in the suburbs. So I grew up in Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really big into skateboarding growing up. And uh, I was really big into like the hardcore punk rock music scene uh, locally and in Chicago. And I had a friend of mine named Derek Esparza, actually. And Derek actually grew up in Tinley Park. And he was in a graffiti crew, actually, called EFS. It's a Southside crew. Mm-hmm. And um, I always... Like, I basically got into graffiti through Derek Sparza. Uh, I would always just see him post tags and bombs on MySpace, and then I started MySpace. Fo- MySpace, really early. This is like 2007, 2008. Yeah. No, probably earlier than that. This is like 2005, 2006. And I'm seeing Sounds guys... 50 years ago. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> and I'm seeing guys... Um, like revise, like Kevin was talking about, Chef Juan Kim. I'm seeing guys like Four, Kane, um, Looney, Bad Crew, VTC, like all these original Chicago graffiti heads. Right. And this is, uh, I'm only seeing this from the internet though. I'm like 12, 13. Sure. And three, going on three years ago, I actually moved to Chicago. Um, and I was actually able to then see around me like, graffiti for the first time i was able to go down 90 and i was able to see a loony piece and i was just like wow like this is actually around me what an incredible coming of age story this is where like you were in the suburbs like hearing about these things seeing them on the internet and then you come to the big city 
And like this is so cinematic. Like you come to the big city and you see the the graffiti for the first time with your own eyes. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It's a story. Yeah, I had older cousins who had showed me about like air crew growing up when mm-hmm. I was really little. But yeah, I mean, when I first moved to the city, I would just I didn't really have friends here because all my friends still live in the suburbs. So I would just take the train on the weekends and just go to Pilsen and, and travel around Logan Square and just see all the graffiti. And I would just post it on my Instagram. And then I live in Logan, like I just said, but I live by Fullerton in Milwaukee. And I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone knows, but Flash, shout out to Flash, ABC crew. He runs a um, production wall right at Fullerton in Milwaukee. And I was able to go there on Saturdays and Sundays and really see what goes into like a graffiti production. Seven hours I was seeing 3XD put together pieces. Um, I was able to just see so much and really be exposed to it. And so when I first started my website, a lot of it was geared towards street artists and graffiti sure. um, because I wanted to tell their story. You know, I think graffiti is one of like the realest forms of art, um, and it's, it's very underrated. And it's uh, very voiceless a lot of times. 100% you, you voiceless. rarely get to hear, you see these, these tags, these names, these characters on the wall, but it's less frequent that you get to actually hear from... I did a panel in December, and we had Heber Brantley on. Oh, and, and that was just... Yeah, absolute legend. I was, I was stunned that we got him on the panel. Yeah. And I just... I saw it as an incredible opportunity. I was so, like, awestruck. But I bring it up because we had so many people come out, way more than we normally have come out for our panel. We have a good turnout. This was like nothing... We got a fire hazard warning, and it had nothing to do with me. And 100%, it was, you know, we had great panelists overall, Andrew Barber and Austin Vesley. But Hebrew was somebody that people don't get to hear his voice a lot. People don't get to hear his story a lot. So I was not surprised that that many people came out to hear someone like Hebrew because he doesn't get to, like, or, I mean, I I don't even know if get to, but he just doesn't do as much public speaking. And a lot of these guys maybe do even less than Hebrew. Oh, way less, actually. A lot of them, it's actually hard to get to interview them because they don't want to do interviews. Right. They want to keep graffiti in the streets and what it came about. Um, But with, like, graffiti, there is, like, this public perception of, like, white and middle-class America of, like, you know, it's, there's a violent culture oh, around thugs. it. And that's all they perceive graffiti to be about. So that's why I wanted to show the actual story of graffiti artists. And then, so, yeah, I spent, like, my first interview is inter- interviewing, like, Nick Salsa, Flash, ABC, Revise, Four, Stuck from Air Crew. And then at the same time, I, st- I still attend the Art Institute downtown. I major in fashion marketing. And I was running a fashion Instagram called Styles by Nico. Mm-hmm. It was basically just an Instagram to showcase, like, the new trends within, like, the fashion industry because fashion is just always evolving. Um, and I ran that up to, like, 10,000 followers or something like that, and I just got tired of it. I was living in the city, and I was surrounded by, like, so many different mediums. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just box myself into fashion. I wanted to showcase photography. I wanted to showcase journalism. I wanted to showcase street art. I wanted to just showcase all, uh, all these mediums. And then... I'll never forget. So this is basically how Chicago Creatives came about then. So this is going on two summers ago, and uh, I'd always been a fan of, like, Fat Tiger. And not many people know this story, so here's an exclusive. So this is going on. uh, This is going (laughs) We need, yeah, I've said this for a couple weeks now. We need an air horn sound effect. Yeah. We have have got to get, yeah. Yeah. First time I said that a couple weeks ago, we had hood internet on, and I was like, oh, my God, how are we doing this hood internet? interview without like so so okay so this is an exclusive exclusive. dynasty podcast exclusive exclusive so it was um two summers ago 2015 and uh i'd always been a fan of fat tiger uh what joe vic and rella do is just great for the city of chicago um 
and the Blackhawks just won the Stanley Cup. And I was going to, or the Joe and Fat Tiger put out the uh, Chicago Trap Hawk shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I knew I really wanted to get one, but I knew they were going to sell out super quick. And uh, it was the first day of summer quarter uh, in 2015. And I went to my first class. And I'd never been to Fat Tiger before. And I decided to skip out on my second class to go to Fat Tiger to get the shirt. As a teacher, I approve of this. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm walking over there and I had this idea like, I want to interview Joe. Yeah. So I go in, and I'm a very, like, shy. It's hard for me to, like, open up. And so I go into Fat Tiger, I buy the shirt, and I see Joe just chilling on the little window panel, just, like, right by the door. And I was like, all right, well, shit, I got to ask him now. So I decided to go up to him, and I I finally asked him. I said, hey, you know, my name is Nico. I just moved to this city. Um, I wanted to know if I could do an interview with you. And he was like, yeah, man, I'd be down. Here's my phone number. I'm going to be out of town for, like, the next couple of weeks. But when I get back, like, let's link up. And he teared out a piece of paper in my notebook and gave me his phone number. And, uh, yeah, I didn't follow up with him because I just didn't have, like, the confidence. I was just some new kid in the city of Chicago, and I was looking at Joe, like, someone that I look up to. Well, Joe Freshgoods, he's a legend. A legend in he's Chicago. Legend. And I was just nobody. I still am nobody. So it was no. just... Well, I think so, but it's, it was hard for me to kind of accept the fact that this could actually happen. Right. And so it kind of scared me off because I didn't view myself as someone who could actually do this. So I ended up pushing it off, and then about a few months later, then I did my first ever interview. Um, it was the Monday after Lollapalooza. Uh, so yeah, that was when I did my first interview. Um, now it's been a little over a year and a half now, and it's just been a crazy ride. Did you ever get the Joe Freshgoods interview? I still haven't. Joe, what's oh, up? Oh, man. <laughs> what's you up? Gotta, you got to make that happen, man. I mean, yeah. Joe, he's, Joe is a legend, and he's just becoming more legendary. You yeah, know, it's with hard. Every, with every line um, yeah. that he puts out. But that's an incredible story. It's like you really, like this was a kind of hard-fought battle, it sounds like, to get to this point. Yeah, it has It was been. not it an still overnight is. thing. It still is, because I'm really still new to the city of Chicago. And I'm not really the guy to be out and about like that. So I'm not really making those connections. I'm just kind of just coasting through it by myself. But, okay, so and for anybody who hasn't read Chicago Creatives, you're interviewing a Chicago creative. Yeah, um, of all mediums. All mediums, about every day. Like, you're putting out a new interview about every day, I right? do. I've done two a week now for, like, the past almost half a year, I would say. Yeah, Seven, eight is- months, two, two a week. Last week I did three. This week I'm probably going to do three. I do, like, five interviews a week, but I actually, like, drop two a week. So let's talk about the production side of this first okay. before we get to content. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, just producing that amount of content, I know firsthand it's challenging. Yes. My, mine's more so on the audio side, but it's, like, putting out consistent content, <clears throat> especially well-produced, is challenging. Like, what have been some of the obstacles or learning curves that you've encountered in, in you know, developing this series? All right, well, when I first started my website, I was dropping just interviews, like, randomly here and there. And then I got to, so I started in August, and then I get to the month of November, and I didn't post one interview, the, like, the whole entire month. And I was at this point where I was like, damn, like, should I just stop? You know, I couldn't get interviews because I was freshly new to the city. I didn't have anything to fall back on and say, hey, I did this interview with so-and-so. So right. it's really hard to actually get interviews. Um, but I was just like, you know what, like, what there's nothing for me to lose at this point you know what i mean like i don't even have anybody in the month of november can't get much worse 
you know? So I was like, let's just keep going. Yeah. And so I go into December. Um, put, I think I did one in December. And then January of 2016 comes about. And I start writing out goals for the year. And the first interview of the year I dropped with Corbin, Boy Wonders, dope photographer. Mm-hmm. And then the second one I dropped with Adverse. Shout out to Adverse, Kings Without Crowns. Um, still one of the biggest interviews that I put out to this day. And the reason why I say shout out to Adverse is because I actually followed him. I, we met five years ago, six years ago now, at World of Dance. Uh, he was in a breakdancing crew in Chicago called Crooks. And I'd always been a fan of him. He has got a clothing company called Kings Without Crown, which is really dope. And as soon as I started my website, I really wanted to do the interview with him. And um, we do the interview, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing like 1,600 views like in a month. And I'm yeah. seeing like, and I'm thinking to myself like, whoa, like if I continue doing this, like if I stay consistent, like growth is just inevitable. It's just going to happen. Well, and that's especially impressive if you look at the fact that I think for a lot of people, they're turning just towards quick video content. Yeah. I think fewer people are reading, unfortunately. Yeah, or and that's why I wanted headline. to stick to that. I think people need to read. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm, I'm old. I grew up in the age of, like, pre-internet. I, I went out and bought Goosebumps books every month, you know, or had my parents buy them. Rather. Yeah. But it's like, I grew up loving reading. Mm-hmm. And I think now, for a lot of people, and not even I'm not even being like, oh, for young people. I think a lot of old people are guilty of this. They see a headline and they go, oh, I've read that article. That's exactly. You know, like I already, I already read that. Yeah, our attention span's very low. So oh my it's God, hard it's, it's to horrific. even run through a whole interview. But yeah, so I did that one with Adverse, and then I did the one following the week after with Nick Salsa, and that was the first time where I did like three weeks in a row of actually putting out interviews. And I started to see actually like people sharing it on Facebook or retweeting it on Twitter. And it was just like, okay, like let's just keep going. And that basically is my whole message is just like consistency is just so key. It no is. No one's going to take you seriously if you drop content once every few weeks we just don't care we right. want to see something repetitive we are not repetitive but we want to see consistent. something consistent yeah. we want to see something weekly from you and that's how you get in front of the people is by dropping consistent uh content and so i just been continued doing that and yeah and i continue doing two a week i stick to mondays and thursdays i think i just want to start you off the week with a brand new interview on monday monday's a great day to put stuff in front of people right and then thursday i feel like you got three days in between monday thursday and then thursday through the rest of the week you then got a new one coming on monday then Right. So, yeah, it's just been, it's crazy. I looked at my time hop yesterday, and uh, I did one with Danny Moda, who works at Havas as well. And that was my 13th interview, and now I, I'm over, like, 100 within, like, the year. So it's just been, like, it's been a crazy journey. So let's talk about the content side then, which is, like, you've interviewed a good amount of people now. Like, over 100 is a lot. You know, most people do not follow through with creative projects to that degree. So you've interviewed over 100 creatives in Chicago. Like, what are some of the learnings you've gained from talking to other people? Because for me, like, having done this podcast so long, when I talk to someone like Kevin Koval, when I talk to someone like a Joe Shanahan, it's like things they talk about stay with me. I'm like, yes. I am smarter and better because I heard what this person had to say. It's like, who were some of the interviews that really impacted you? Uh, Anthony Llewellyn Antic. Uh, legendary street artist in Chicago invited me over to his house on a Sunday after work and we probably spent like four hours in a studio talking but it was very cool for me to I'm probably like a really like depressed kid and uh, I really get like knocked off like my own pedestal sometimes where I I look at myself and I'm just like man I'm not doing 
enough or I'm not doing it right or what I'm putting out isn't really like hitting. And uh, to be able to hear like what I'm doing is cool from someone who, who is a legend in the street artist world uh, to say like, yeah, just keep going. Like what you're doing is amazing for the city of Chicago. Like that really like boosted my confidence. To hear from someone else means more to me because you're very hard as an artist, as a creative, whatever. You're always you're, your, your heart too hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Whatever you put out is not good enough. And so when you hear it from someone who is very established in the game, it, it just drives you to want to continue creating. And uh, another cool one was actually um, one of my first interviews I did was with Swopes. Uh, Swopes, man. Shout out Swopes. Shout out to Swopes. And unfortunately, I didn't get a meter for that one. And then uh, earlier this month, yeah, earlier this month, I get an email after I did this interview, and it says, like, invite, uh, invite, Tony the Tiger meets with Instagram star. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is this email? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is just some bullshit I got to click Why on. Why is some breakfast cereal email? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it ended up being, like, one of the biggest opportunities that I had. Edelman Public Relations Agency. Uh, teamed up with Swopes to do a campaign on the new Frosted Flakes that just came out, and they reached out to me to come to cover it and do an interview based off, like, the whole new campaign. They brought me into, like, their agency uh, in the Aeon Center on the 65th floor. I got to meet Tony the Tiger. Hey! I know. I got to meet Swopes. Uh, We got to try the new cereal. Um, Yeah, and it was just, like, amazing. It was just, like... A year and a half ago, I started this and was just like doing it just to like showcase Chicago. And now I'm at the fact. Now I'm at the point where like people are actually watching what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy what consistency can do. Well, and I tell people when I teach at Columbia, I tell students this a lot. Like Chicago's a great market if you want to get noticed. It's harder. I mean, Sahar could I think vouch for this. It's harder to get noticed in LA and New York. Like the the signal to noise ratio is just so much higher, and everybody's doing everything. But if you're putting out content every day, if you're putting out content every week, if you are continually producing, people in Chicago are going to notice that. Because it's a very, I say this a billion times per podcast, it's a very small city, it's a very small community. So I think that I'm not surprised that people have noticed what you're doing right away because if you're putting out good, consistent work, people are going to recognize that here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been an amazing journey. I mean, like... As a suburban kid who never really spent time in Chicago, my parents never really took me to the city as a kid um, to now be able to live here. I mean, Chicago's just given me so much. I mean, I walk out of school out of the Merchandise Mart on Tuesdays and Thursdays and around like 9, 10 o'clock, and I just look up and I'm just like, wow, like, this city is amazing. It's beautiful. And it's just like, it's given me so much, and I just want to be able to, like, give back. And it's, that's, a, like, that's an amazing building to inspired by as yes, well. Yes, a lot has gone down there. I worked at a radio station in the Merchandise Mart for 13 years, and it's like, uh, that building, it's just like, it's epic. Like, yes. it is like a magnificent building. It has its own zip code. It's it's something else. And I think just like, you hear a lot of times, as we were talking about, like, people want to go to New York, or people want to go to LA. I don't have any problem with that, but like, we take Chicago for granted. Like, we don't have one of the best cities here. Like you know, Chicago's an incredible city. It's yeah. an incredible city, and it's we have so much amazing talent here right now. It's like there's no reason to go somewhere else. Like let's continue building here. That's what I started my website for. It's it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. You know, it's about creating a community and helping each other out. And that's what's very important. It's to be there for other people. So who's on your wish list that you haven't 
interviewed yet. Because for me, I always feel like if, if I ever get to interview Kanye on this Chicago-centric interview, I will go work at Target the next day. Like, I'll never pick up a yeah. microphone again because I'll be like, there were no more lands left to conquer. Yeah, I mean... So who's yeah. on your list? <laughs> I mean, let's manifest it. Jason Peterson is number one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just think what he's been able to do with, like, the influence of Instagram and social media is just literally outstanding. I mean, when you think of social media, you think it's a young man's sport. You know, 25, 30 and under. You know, you look at Jason's age and see what he's been able to do. Gather up to a million followers on Instagram as a photographer. Chief creative officer of Havas, or Havas North America. So it's just like... It's just amazing, you know. It's just really inspiring to see what he's been able to do over these past couple of years and for what he's been doing for the photography community, not only in Chicago but in the world. It's just awesome. Um, Joe Fresh Goods for sure. Yeah, you got to make that one happen. Yeah, man. let's let's try and get that one. Um, Andrew Barber. Dude. I really want one with Andrew Barber. I remember when we were talking and you were just like, yeah, man, hit him after Lollapalooza because, but I, I don't know. It's hard sometimes. I, I tweeted about it like I guarantee i'll give andrew his best interview but i don't know i guess when the time is right it'll happen i was lucky to a few weeks ago i was lucky to sit down with kevin i mean i've been wanting to interview yeah. Kevin for a while and i was finally able to sit down with him on a friday morning at 11 city diner downtown man you get the andrew one and andrew will do it andrew is so and i'm not trying to like speak for andrew barber but just from my experience because he's somebody who we had on the podcast a number of times like this podcast started not long before Fake Shore. So we had him on as an early guest in our days when, when Fake Shore was early. And Andrew's always been so giving with his knowledge and so, like, rewarding to talk to. Every time I talk to Andrew on the mic or off, I always think, like, man, like, that makes me want to do better, be better, and I learn from him. So that's an interview I think you've got to make happen, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I definitely want to. I just think when the time is right, it'll happen. For you sure. You can't rush into things. Right. You just kind of have to just sit back and enjoy the process, and that's something that I'm still trying to just kind of allow myself to get into. But, yeah, I mean, shout-outs to Andrew and what he's been able to do for the city of Chicago because websites and blogs wouldn't probably exist if it wasn't for a fake shore who started this internet era back in the day so he really especially in chicago kicked something off here yeah absolutely yeah shout out to him and ty i mean both of them yes absolutely Mm -hmm. um you know kind of closing it out here if somebody wanted to be featured on chicago creatives like can they reach out to you do you take submissions your requests yeah i definitely do um for the most part though i'm really like fans of people uh, and fans of creatives in Chicago, and that's why I want them. Like, I want to meet these people, and that's why I interview them. Yeah. But I'm all for people reaching out to me. Um, yeah, I mean, let's have a conversation. Um, I mean, th- like I said, it's, it's about us, and it's about creating a community. So if you want to reach out to me, you could just send me an email, uh, ChicagoCreativesNico at Gmail, or you could reach me on Twitter, Rude, R-U-D-X-B-O-I-I-I for your three I's. Um, yeah. And you're, and you're like me, like you're accessible on Twitter. Oh, yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, that's kind of whack if you don't respond to people. That shit's corny. Well, some people like, I, I more meant like some people sometimes like they log into their Twitter like once a month. Oh, yeah. Like no, you're like, wh- no, you you're can't. active. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. You have um, to be. Final question. Like if somebody else is like, man, I want to do, even not if it's exactly what you do, but it's just like they want to get into the creative game. Like what advice do you have? Because you definitely, it sounds like you've really 
persevered through some obstacles and you really like committed to this. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about Chuck Anderson. So he has this quote that says, if you do something, something will happen. And I truly believe that you got to just go out there and just try it because you never know what could happen. I didn't think I would be sitting down on this podcast right now, a year and a half ago when I started this, you know, and then two is have fun. If you're not having fun, just stop. I guarantee you, you just need to stop. You need to stop for life or you just need to stop temporarily and until you figure out why it is that you actually want to do something. And then three, just support people. Just show love. You know, it's support people and just be there for people. You know, it's like no one wants to work with that guy who's like, fuck it, I'm going to do this by myself. That mentality is going to get you nowhere in life. You know, so... Yeah, I mean, if you just want to start something, you just have to do it. We live in this age where we have the internet. We have social media. This is free, you know? Right. You have the opportunity right in the palm of your hands to actually create something. You know, the web is infinite, you know? It's just like there's so much opportunity on the web. And if you want to do something, just go out there and do it and just have fun, you know? You just got to enjoy life, and you just got to enjoy what it is that you create and be there for other people, and they'll be there for you. I mean... Put out in the universe what you want to get back. And I think that's just what I want to end on. You know, it's just be there for other people. You know, it's more than me. It's more than you. It's, it's about the city and what you could do for the city and what the city could do for you. Yeah, it's, it's literally like ask not what your country can do for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. No, but I love it, man. Um, I love the work. I think it's really exciting and inspiring. And, you know, Chicago, I mean, that's been a theme. Well, that's a theme every week on this podcast, but it's been a theme tonight about, like, supporting and showcasing and telling Chicago stories, whether it's through photos or, you know, DJing or obviously through poetry or through written content or any of it, man. And it's like, this has been an incredible, I guess, what, almost two hours of conversation, man. But It's been a good one. This is a killer lineup. It is. I've been very fortunate. I I cannot say enough about the the caliber of guests that are coming on the podcast these days. So... I, you know, on our end, we just want to make it worthwhile for everybody. But thank you so much for coming up, man. I really appreciate it. The conversation will continue. The mic is on for you. Like, let us know as you have new things going on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Um, Continue, guys, doing what you guys do. I mean, I said Andrew Barber, but you have been doing it just as long, too. So, I mean, that's inspiring for people like me. You know, I've only been doing this for a year and a half. But if you continue doing it, who knows? You could be 10, 15 years into it. Yeah, you could be old like me one day. Someday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I love it, man. Uh, Nico Rudd, Chicago Creatives, chicagocreatives.co. Rude. Rude. (laughs) I almost got through it. Uh, chicagocreatives.co is the website thank you for coming up man thank you we'll be back next week with Dynasty Podcast and uh, from Virgin Hotel Sunday night at 9 and then we're dipping to South by Southwest spring break forever you've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast find more Dynasty Podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend